Welcome to New Covenant Church. You are listening to this week's message with Senior Pastor Chris Valdez. If you have your Bible, you can go ahead and turn to Luke chapter 1, and we'll get there in just a moment. As we've looked ahead to Christmas the last few weeks, and we've seen that the most personal and intimate and caring act in all of human history was that of God the Father sending His Son, Jesus Christ, to earth to restore our relationship with Him once and for all. And this wasn't just a loving act of the Father. It was a loving act and a willing act and sacrifice of His Son. This Friday, we're going to celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ. In this morning's message, we're going uh, to continue with this It's Personal theme. And you may remember uh, that one of the definitions of the word of personal uh, that I gave you, I think, in the first week of the series was that it is concerning one's private life, private relationships, and private emotions. And when we get personal with others, we have to get close to them. And if we get really close to them and really personal with them, we are allowed into areas of their life and emotions that few, if anyone else, experiences. And if we enter into a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, we have to go through that same process. To have a close relationship with Him, we have to allow Him into every area of our life. And in this relationship with Jesus Christ, our relationship with God the Father is restored. And the Word says that we can literally enter into the throne room of heaven because of our relationship, because of the salvation, of the redemption that has been provided to us through Jesus Christ. One key factor in a personal relationship is knowing what matters to the other person. And this morning's message is titled, Do You Know What Matters to Me? While it's important to learn what matters to other people and to the people that we're closest to, I think it's more important for us to understand what matters to our Heavenly Father. And so, I want us to look at this question and and let me ask it to you again, but pretend like it's God the Father Himself talking to you. And asking you this question. Do you know what matters to me? Do we know what matters to God the Father? I think that the birth and life and sacrificial death of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, answers that question for us. And the answer is we do. You do. All of humanity does. We matter to God. And we're going to see this this morning in Scripture as we read the account of Jesus' birth and that we reflect on why He came. And I want you to keep in mind several things as we read through this. The first is that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. The second is that He came to restore our relationship with God the Father. And the last is, we matter to God. 
We're going to pick up the account of Jesus' birth this morning in Luke chapter 1. If you went there, go ahead on to verse 26. Starting in verse 26, it says, In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth, to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. And the virgin's name was Mary. I'll jump ahead to verse 31. And the angel Gabriel tells Mary, You shall call his name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give to him the throne of his father David. And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom there will be no end. Verse 34, and Mary said to the angel, how will this be since I'm a virgin? And the angel said to her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be called Holy, the Son of God. God the Father sent the angel Gabriel to announce Jesus' birth to Mary And he gave her his name and said his name will be Jesus. And he's holy. He's going to be the Son of God. And he will reign forever. And his kingdom will have no end. This is amazing. As I was reading this again this morning, I was reminded of a a comedian I heard years ago. And he just was talking about how we get so familiar with amazing things. And we get so familiar with them that they're not amazing anymore. And he was talking about what we would say today is something so simple as flying. You know, mankind for what you may know, when did did we start flying? Do you know? hundred years, what? Over a hundred years? A little over a hundred years? And he's saying, you know, we, uh, we used to travel, you know, by foot or by horse or, you know, uh, by, by just means of animals at best in a wagon. And you could leave uh, one part of our country and travel to the other side and it literally took, you know, it might take a year to go from New York to California. And he said people were born along the way. People died along the way. He was like, when you arrived, it was a whole different group than when you left. And he said, now we'll uh, be in an airport and waiting and the flight's delayed 30 minutes and we're like, ah, 30 minutes. You know, you mean it's going to take me an extra 30 minutes to go across the country in four hours? And he said, we sit in that chair and he said, we should be sitting there the whole time saying, I'm flying through the air. (laughs) You know, This is amazing. But we sit in that chair and say, where's my peanuts? I want my Coke refilled. You know, the the Wi-Fi is not working. You know, something so amazing. And it's just, we're familiar with it. It doesn't mean anything anymore. And we've 
read this story over and over and over, and we've heard it over and over and over throughout our lives. And I want us to look at it this morning and ask ourselves the question, have we gotten so familiar with it that it's not amazing anymore? God Himself, through Jesus Christ His Son, was going to come and be born in flesh and dwell with us. That's amazing! God loved us so much that He came to be one of us. It's amazing! We should never get tired or just read this and be like, yeah, that, you know, that's the story. <laughs> yeah, it happened. That's how we got saved. God came to dwell with us. And He sent an angel to prophetically announce to Mary that the Holy Spirit was going to conceive this child with a virgin and God was going to live with us. In Luke 2, verse 1, we read it actually playing out. What the angel said comes true starting in verse 1. It says, in those days a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. And this was the first registration when Quirinius was governor of Syria. And all went to be registered, each to his own town. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, from the town of Nazareth to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be registered with Mary, his betrothed, who who was with child. And while they were there, the time came for her to give birth. And she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling cloths and laid him in a manger because there was no place for them in the inn. And in the same region there were shepherds out in the field keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them and the glory of the Lord shone around them and they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, For behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. This is amazing. The angels show up to these uh, shepherds and they're so scared because they don't know what's going on and they're saying don't be afraid because I've got good news of great joy for all the world the Savior the Son of God is here He's arrived it's amazing Jesus came just like the angel had announced to Mary and the host of angels were were crying out about His birth. Why? Because the Savior had come. And why did He come? In Luke 19.10, we've been reading the account of Zacchaeus and Jesus said Himself, He said, I come to seek and save the lost. And why would the Son of God come to seek and save the lost? Because you matter. Because He loves you. Because He loves all of us. 
He loved humanity. He loved His creation so much that He was willing to come Himself to redeem us. To make a way. Verse 22 says, And when the time came for their purification according to the law of Moses, they brought Him, talking about Jesus, up to Jerusalem to present Him to the Lord. And as it is written in the law of the Lord, every male who first opens the womb shall be called holy to the Lord and to offer a sacrifice according to what it said in the law of the Lord, a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons. Now there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. And this man was righteous and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel. And the Holy Spirit was upon him, and it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. And he came in the Spirit into the temple, and when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him according to the custom of the law, he took him up in his arms, and he blessed God, and he said, Lord, now you are letting your servant depart in peace according to your word, for my eyes have seen your salvation that you have prepared in the presence of your people a light for revelation to the Gentiles and for glory to your people Israel. Jesus Christ was the Son of God from birth. It didn't happen as He grew up. And Revelation 13.8 says that Jesus Christ, the Lamb, was slain before the foundation of the world. Jesus Christ was as much the Son of God at His birth as He would be on the day that He gave His life for us on the cross. And the faith of Simeon amazes me. The Holy Spirit had spoken this word to him in advance that he would see the salvation of Israel before he died. And then on this day, a baby is carried in. And the Holy Spirit stirs up within him. And it says, as soon as he saw him, the Holy Spirit spoke. And Simeon said, this is him. This is the Son of God. This is the salvation, not only of Israel, but of the Gentiles. My eyes have seen your salvation I don't know about you, but if God had told me that I was going to see His Son and the promised salvation uh, that was going to come through the Christ, I would have assumed it was going to be the man, not the baby. How often do we get frustrated or disappointed and even question God because we misinterpret how His promise is revealed and fulfilled? But Simeon was not disappointed. Far from it. Simeon knew how amazing this was and how amazing this child was and that it was the Son of God even if he was still just a baby. He knew, I've seen the salvation of God for all people. And why would God, even from the very foundation of the world, choose to send His Son to die in our place, an innocent man, to bring us salvation? Because we matter. 
We matter to Him because He loves us. Because He loves you. John 3.16, we all know that Scripture. I think it's another one that we've heard so many times we don't realize how amazing it is. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whoever believes in Him should not perish but have eternal life. It's amazing. God took the first step because He loved us. Romans 5.8 says, But God shows His love for us in this, in that while we were still sinners, while we were still running away from Him, Christ died for us. That's love. That's personal. And then 1 John 3.1, it says, See what kind of love that the Father has given to us that we should be called children of God. And so we are. The reason why the world does not know us is that it did not know Him. And 1 John 4.16 says, So we have come to know and to believe the love that God has for us. God is love. And whoever abides in love abides in God. And God abides in Him. We matter to God. He loves us. Over and over and over, we just read that He loves you. He loves you. He loves you. And you matter. And what are we to do with all of this love? With the love that He lavishes upon us? He calls us to love. 1 John 4.19 says, We love because He first loved us. We don't possess the love that He has for us apart from Him, but when He came and when we encounter Him and come into a relationship with us and let Him get personal and open up every area of our life for Him to inhabit, then He brings His love into us that we can love others and show them the love of Christ with the love that He first loved us. And we can go to people and say, this is amazing! God Himself loved you so much and He loved me so much that He came Himself to redeem us. And He wants a personal relationship with you because He loves you, because you matter to Him. Amen. And if I matter to Him, And if He loves me, and if you matter to Him, and you matter to Him, and you matter to Him, and you matter to Him, it means that every human being on this planet matters to Him. And they have worth. And they have dignity. And God loves them. Nobody's left out. Not from His love. We all have the same opportunity through Jesus Christ to come to Him and to have a relationship with Him. And when we receive that love, we can love them like He loved us. 
We saw that Jesus Christ was the Son of God from birth. And throughout every moment of His life, but it was in the three years of His recorded ministry that He gave us an example of how to live and how to love and how the Father loved us. And we've been looking at Jesus' encounter with the man Zacchaeus over the past few weeks, and we're not going to read that encounter again, but I do want to remind you of what happened on that day. Jesus was on His way through Jericho to Jerusalem. It was the last time He would be going to Jerusalem because He was on the way to the cross. And I think one of the things that we forget and one of the things that we uh, have become so familiar with that we don't recognize is that Jesus Christ was on the way to the cross from His birth. We read in Revelation, or uh, quoted that verse in Revelation, that Jesus Christ was crucified from the foundation of the world. It wasn't a plan that got developed along the way. He came to die. Every moment of every day of His life, He was on the way to the cross. But on that day, on the road through Jericho to Jerusalem, He was literally days away. His trip was almost over. And on that road, and on that way, He sees a man in a tree named Zacchaeus. And God the Father says, remember you came to seek and save the lost. There's another one. Let's go have lunch with Him. Let's show Him how much He matters. Let's show Him how much I care for Him. Show Him that I know His name. Show Him that even though His entire community despises Him. I still love Him. And I know His name. There was one man alone in a crowd. And we've all been there, haven't we? Surrounded by people, but alone. And in that moment, Jesus Christ, the Son of God, called Zacchaeus out of that tree. And He told him, today, salvation has come to your house because the Son of Man came to seek and save the lost. It's the whole reason I'm here. This is why I was born. This was the plan of restoration for humanity before humanity was created. Because God knew we were going to blow it. And He created us anyway. Because you matter. Because He loves you. And He loves everyone. And He wants everyone to know that. And one of the ways they're going to know that is if they see the love of Jesus Christ that resides in us because we've received it and He's in us. And He says, now you can love them because I first love you. You can tell them that they matter because you now know that you matter. I heard a testimony on the radio this past week that really touched me. 
there was a person, and I won't get into the specifics of, of the sin, because the sin doesn't matter. How many of us were born a sinner? How many of us have committed a sin? <laughs> one. <laughs> Think of the one you want to admit. <laughs> no. well, I'm going to call. <laughs> this person was sharing their testimony, and they had gotten in a relationship with a pastor and his wife, and they invited them over for dinner. Uh, and then they invited them over for dinner again and again and again for two years. And they just had a relationship. And they just loved this person. And they showed them the love of God that was in them and that He had for them just because they were a person. Just because they mattered. Because they mattered to God. And they mattered to them because they mattered to God. And they had love within them to give because they had received the love of God. And after two years of this relationship and them just answering questions they had and talking about this love that they had because of God, this person received Jesus Christ into their life and they walked away from a lifestyle of sin and totally turned their back on who they used to be because now they were a new creation in Jesus Christ and filled with His love. But it happened because someone had the time to have a relationship with someone and share love with them and show them that they mattered because they mattered. They mattered to God and He loved them. And I don't know if God's calling us into relationships for two minutes or two hours or two weeks or two years or two decades. We know that the encounter that Jesus had with Zacchaeus couldn't have been more than a few hours. He'd never met him before. He went to lunch at his house. And then he went on his way to die on the cross. But it transformed Zacchaeus' life. And what, what I hope that we all get out of this series is that we realize that God wants to use us in personal relationships in the people that we encounter. And it might be two minutes with the person that's waiting on your table or the person that's checking you out at the register. And if we're open to the voice of the Holy Spirit and He says, have a conversation with this person because they're up in a tree and they need somebody to help them get out. That we would be open and willing and take the time Because Jesus had something else to do. He had somewhere else to be. But He took the time for that one man because He said, this is why I came. To find the lost and to save them. And then we can receive the same love that He had and offer that to those around us. And there will be people He calls us into their life for two minutes. And there will be some that He calls us into their life for two weeks. And there will be some that may be two years or two decades. I can't tell you how many people I talk to with grown children. 
they're still in their life, still waiting for them to get to the place where they give everything over to God. And they've been in their life far more than two decades. And they're still trusting in the only one that can save them. And God is faithful. And He can still do it. And He can still bring them back to Him. And He's put you in their life as a parent to minister to them, to love them because they matter. And as much as they matter to you, they matter far more to God. Will you pray with me as we close? Father, I just thank You. Thank You for Your love. Father, thank you that you created us in your image. And because of that and because of your love, we matter. Father, I pray that we never get so familiar with this story, with the birth of your son, with the life that he lived, with the sacrifice that he was willing to make from the foundation of the world, out of love, that we never take it for granted, that we never stop realizing how amazing it really is. Father, I pray that the love with which you first loved us, that we'll give that to others, that we'll see them the way that you see them, Open our eyes to see what you see. And open our hearts and ears to hear the voice of the Holy Spirit that's prompting us, that tells us, show them my love. Show them they matter. Lord, and then you'll do what only you can do. Save them. Because that's why you came, to seek and save the lost. Father, I pray if there's anybody here this morning that has never received You as their Savior, Lord, I pray this morning that their ears are tingling, Lord. Their heart is jumping with inside them, Father. And they know that there's something calling out to them saying, You matter. I love You. I want to be in a relationship with You, Father. And I pray this morning they'll respond. And as I son or daughter of God, they'll be filled with your love and start sharing it with others. Or we ask this in your name. Amen. Thank you for listening to this week's message. 